Welcome to Truvon Talks with Rachel and Linda. We're having some technical issues, so bear with us. Yeah. Anxiety provoking for me. And yes. Rachel's cool and calm. <laughs> On the outside. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so today we want to process the inner child and what is the inner child? We want to talk about what is what is the inner child? Yeah, it's that um, that part of you, right? That still remains from when you were a child yourself. That mm -hmm. is hurting or in emotional pain in some way. Maybe it's angry. Maybe it's sad. Maybe it's scared, and it hasn't healed yet. And so it shows up today, right? As an adult or whatever stage in life you're in. And has a huge impact. Mm -hmm. That's right. You're right, Rachel. Your inner child is that part of you from growing up that may or may not have gotten his or her needs met. And through your adult life, you'll, you know, as most people do, they start to realize, wow, I'm I'm angry or I'm upset and I don't know why. Well, most of the time it's because there's a part of you that hasn't healed or repaired. And, you know, we want to just come to the, the inner child with some softness and care and have compassion for that part of you that maybe you didn't realize hadn't healed from your childhood. Yeah, beautifully said. Yeah. So how might one's inner child show up, Linda? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I asked you a question right as you're taking a drink. <laughs> That's always great. No, I'm just like, yeah. I wake up, there's no sunshine here today. So, you know, we're doing this thing. Um, the inner child, she shows up, you know, for me, it would be in environments where you know, and I've shared a little bit before a little self-disclosure. If I feel like there's an angry man in the room, then I'm going to feel triggered. Um, very much vigilant in regards to what's happening in the surroundings. And I'll tighten up. My stomach will clench and she'll feel scared, but she doesn't know why. She's not sure. And then she starts to look around and check constantly tracking other people's facial expressions, their movements, if they seem aggressive, she flinches. She's real attuned to subtle cues in her environment. And I'm just using me for my own understanding of how the inner child yeah. experiences life as an adult. I think it's really helpful for people, yeah. I'll do the same and say, I think for me, it's around um, like people's perceptions, negative perceptions of me, like judgment or criticism, right? Like experienced it recently on a, a TikTok video. And so I've taken some time off of TikTok because um, people were making some really harsh judgments, not knowing me at all. Yeah, that was tough. I grew up in a very small town. There was like a lot of gossip. Everyone was in everyone else's business. 
to your inner child? How did she respond to that? I think she she gets very upset. Mm. Um, it feels sad to be judged, okay. you know. And what's her action behavior when she feels judged or criticized? Hide, shut down, be quiet. Yeah, withdraw. There you go. Good. So you're tracking your internal experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Hence not doing TikTok videos. Yeah. Right. Which you're right off of that platform. Everyone loves them. We all want them back. Yeah. Your authentic self was showing up. Mm hmm. When the inner child felt criticized, she pulled out, retracted, got quiet. Because that feels like danger for her. Oh, yeah. 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 Isn't that wild? It is wild. It is so wild, right? Because the adult me can say, look, you got over 1 million views and there's only like 100 comments. That's less than 1%, right? <laughs> like, my adult self can say that. Less than 1% of people had something negative to say. That's not very many, right? And I can also say those people are only upset because their insecurities were triggered, right? By what you said. It has nothing to do with you. That's their stuff. Mm -hmm. but my inner child she's loud sometimes yeah she's like back away hi mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and maybe their inner child saying protest this isn't accurate <laughs> yeah because it might land on someone in a way that triggers some of those fight or flight you know tendencies yeah. Or yeah. So it's important to learn that like your your inner child is showing up to try to protect you and keep you safe because it, you're experiencing something from a you know the past that was hurtful. Mm -hmm. Well stated, Rachel. Yeah, she is trying, he or she is trying to protect self. Yeah. So, all right and you know we're kind of delving into the next question is how come your inner child is constantly pursuing healing mm, yeah I think you kind of mentioned this already it's um stemming from an unmet need or unmet needs uh and there's still trying to get those met they're still trying to have those attachment needs for feeling lovable feeling worthy feeling seen and heard mm -hmm. met feeling safe mm -hmm. yeah because she's she, he or she because i don't know if the male might be listening female yeah. whatever you identify yeah like her her experience is hey, I really know I want to feel complete. Yeah. And wholeness brings peace into the soul. And she's going to protest and, and guard, hide, reach, 
hey, do you see me? Do I matter? You know, mm-hmm. she's going to constantly be trying to be healed from whatever she experienced as a child or he experienced as a child. Mm-hmm. And that would be, oh my goodness, do I matter? Am I enough? Do people really care about me? All yeah. those attachment questions. Yeah. And if you find yourself in a situation where, you know, something about your present environment is reminding you of a time in your life when you didn't feel safe, you didn't feel seen or heard, maybe mm-hmm. you didn't feel lovable. That's when your inner child's going to show up, right? And they're probably going to say, stop mm-hmm. or run away, right? Or hide right? They're going to try to prevent you from moving forward because they're trying to protect you from experiencing that emotional hurt and pain of not having that need met. Well, Sage, yeah, it's going to constantly try to protect you from hurt or pain and to feel loved again in some way by the person. And that leads us right into why the inner child attracts the partner that mirrors the hurt parent. And I just put in quotes because that's a hurt parent, um, the inner child needed. So as adults, we will attract a partner sometimes, not always, a partner that may have a, an attachment style that mirrors what the, you know, the troubled parent experienced. So for me, it would be my father. He was never stable or consistent or secure. And so, you know, certainly my dating life prior to meeting Charlie, I dated, you know, individuals that were unstable and sometimes aggressive, um, not knowing that my inner child was trying to find love and validation from that individual. So... Mm. Isn't that wild? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we like replay that similar relationship, right? Trying to correct it, trying to have a good experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So my inner child saying, "Hey, let's get let's get those needs met." Yeah. Sometimes he's aggressive and loud or angry, but hey, maybe he'll love you. Yeah, maybe you'll still love you. And that's what you yeah. really want, you know? Yeah. And so you'll pursue that type of bond, which isn't really healthy for the inner child, thinking, ah, oh, I can make this correct, this, this troubled, hurt parent through that person. Yeah, almost like your, your inner child's trying to like prove themselves, right? Prove that they're worth it. Right. If I can make this person change, if I can make this work, then I'll prove that, that I am worthy of love. Mm-hmm. Exactly, Rachel. Yeah. And, you know, he or she, she's still striving and pursuing that. And if that need doesn't get met or there isn't a corrective engagement in that adult bond, then the inner child's still wounded still hurt still hurt um and that brings us to 
why would we pursue therapy? Why would someone with an inner child wound pursue coming to Truvine or pursuing therapy elsewhere? Hmm. Well, I'm going to attach this question to what we just were talking about, if that's okay. And so this is like, when you're, when you are a child and you're living in those experiences and you are, your tiny little impressionable brain is developing these beliefs about yourself that you're not even aware that you're doing, right? I'm not enough or I'm too much, you know, whatever that belief might be. And then you go out into the world, not realizing this, and you try to replay that relationship like we just talked about, then you get another experience and another experience and another experience. And they just keep piling up and validating that negative belief about yourself, right? And so it's like, see, I knew it. I'm not enough. See, I knew it. It happened again. I'm not, I'll never be enough. And that's so hard, Mm -hmm. right? And so then you are become even more anxious or even more depressed. Like your symptoms just keep getting worse. And that Mm -hmm. could, that's unbearable pain to like live your everyday life feeling like I'll never be, you know, enough or no one's ever going to want to stick around because I'm just, I'm too much, you know? So I think that's often what leads a lot of people to therapy and, you know, they discover that this is their inner child and and that they can help to heal this part of themselves. Mm -hmm. Well stated, Rachel. So if you're attracting the wounded parent, hurt parent in your adult relationships, that inner child's going to get Mm, re-wounded. I think so. Yeah over and over again yeah so then you have more experiences that when you come to therapy you're going to have to process work through integrate make sense of yeah a lifetime of this pattern playing out over and over again right which is kind of like for those who listened to our previous podcast on trauma bonds relates to that yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you would choose to come to True Vine and work with Rachel, myself, or Caitlin, we would, you know, definitely be processing that those experiences in a safe, slow pace. So in a first session, you're not going to be talking about, you know, your inner child. No. No. You're just going to get to know us. And second session, maybe... Tell us a little more of your childhood history. Uh, third session, you might talk about your upbringing and where your beliefs are. I mean, so it's a slow process mm-hmm. building a trusting bond with your therapist first. Absolutely. And it's probably going to be awkward because you it's a stranger, essentially, you know, and you're telling them these, you know, deep things mm-hmm. about your life, right? Really opening up, you know? So, yeah. 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 Not a lot of, of change or progress is being made in the first, you know, several therapy sessions. I think that's important for people to know. 
right? Because I think some people come and they might do two or three sessions and they're like, it's just not really working. It's because we're still getting a lot of background information. I know nothing about you. Yeah. So just be patient with us in trying to help come alongside you and make sense of your own experiences because we haven't experienced it yet. Yeah. And that's the difference in doing emotionally focused individual therapy is your therapist has come alongside being that object of permanence, your attachment figure, right? Mm -hmm. To create safety and trust. And maybe you didn't have that growing up. So it's going to take a moment, maybe even 10 sessions, maybe 15. I don't know. Yeah. We got to build that, that trust mm-hmm first right and so once the trust is there and we have a good idea of um you know where your present day symptoms are coming from right we kind of understand the root of it all then we can dig in and do some uh, healing of that inner child and so what might that look like linda in a session good question miss rachel So when you're working with the inner child, like Rachel said, first you build a bond with us. Then we're going to talk about your current self, your adult self. And we might engage you in a mindful exercise, meaning a place that feels safe for you and your imagery in your mind, like the beach, the mountain, sitting by a tree. And we're going to go there and just try to get you calm and acquainted with that. And then that's the mindful technique of the empty chair, right? Mm-hmm. And working with the inner child. And then when you start to feel safe, your, your person, your adult, older, wiser self, then we'll have you to bring up a memory. The one that sort of stands out the most for you as a child, whether that's negative or positive. And you are going to go your older wiser self and you're going to imagine being there with with he or she at that time and it's a slow process we're going to check in with you how's that feel to to go there with your inner child and have you close your eyes and just sort of be present with with that child in that time frame what do you see what do you smell who's there What are you experiencing? What is it like for you to be there right now with him or her? Yeah. How old are you? Yeah. 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 What's your, what's your child self doing? Hey, yeah. What are they doing? Do they see you? Do they know you're there? Yeah. Yeah. And so So that's like the first step in working with the inner child. We're we're getting you familiar and comfortable with him or her and just being present. And that's going to bring out enough emotion in one session. So we'll probably stop there. And then the process just keeps going back to those memories. And you being there to, to bring comfort to the wounded inner child. And it's a process. And we see people just thrive and heal and integrate. And it's so awesome. So awesome. Yeah. 
So the, the, the goal or the purpose is that now, right, you are in present day, the older, wiser, nurturing caregiver to mm -hmm. your younger self. And so even though you felt so alone, you know, probably in that moment that you're remembering as a child, you are now able to show up for yourself, right, through that memory and meet the needs that you were missing for comfort, support, right? Mm -hmm. To validate that little child's emotions. Yeah, Linda's making a petting motion, a rocking motion. Yeah, mm -hmm. just soothing that little nervous system. Yeah. yeah. All of us have an inner child that wants that. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe not all of us. We can't use those big words all or nothing. Yeah. Most of us have an inner child <laughs> that once nurtured and soothed. Yeah. Later on, when you get, you know, if you're getting really deep into this, you might bring a gift for your inner child to therapy session, a little stuffed animal or something, and imagine giving that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so if, you know, you or someone you know um, would like to do this type of in-depth work with their inner child, you can certainly reach out to us. Um, we prefer it to be through our website, uh, www.truvonwv.com. And um, Rachel does carry very I'm baffled has a couple openings so I do I have a couple openings so if you want the best oh, thanks, Linda. contact us because she's great and she will help you be more whole in yourself and we just really appreciate the likes the shares the referrals um we're grateful for for being here for you and just doing what we do yeah, our, our inner childs love the support. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Miss Rachel. And thank you for all of our listeners today. And we look forward to doing a continuation, perhaps, of this kind of um, process and, you know, talk. So we hope you have a good weekend and we will see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.